What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lionhearted Podcast, where the fearless reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy, Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. So today I had to get on here and drop a little bonus episode for y'all about what I saw yesterday. Now, everybody know from listening to my podcast so far, I'm one of the biggest Laker fans. I bleed purple and gold, but I'm also a basketball head. So I got to tell the truth, meaning I can't only celebrate us when we're doing positive things or when all the things that I've been saying is all of a sudden coming true. I got to talk about the bad parts, too. And we enter game two after a big game one win on the road. We enter game two. We looked real slow. We look like we didn't want it. And the most disappointing part is that the Grizzlies are wounded. When you got a wounded animal down, what is it that you're supposed to do? We all know the answer to that. But it's like our team, they got the talent, no doubt. But we don't have that killer mentality that you need to put teams away. I'm sorry to tell everybody the truth, but it is the truth. We got the supreme talent, but we don't have the mentality. Does it start upstairs? Not really. Can't start with the ownership group. Can't start with management. Because the last star we had, I'm not even going to mention his name because people don't like, people of this generation don't like when you do that. Because they tell you, oh, you got to let that go. That was the past. This is the now. But all I know is the stars we have now, They don't have that killer will in them. I'm sorry. No matter what talent that they have, you clearly see it. This was the game that we had to get to take full control. Because there's no way if we go up 2-0, even though the job's not finished, there's no way that they beat us two times back at home in Staples. Well, it'll always be Staples Center to me, but it's the crypt to this new generation. Like, don't get me wrong. Bron had his normal game like I knew he would, but I look at Bron's game a little bit different in his older age. It's not really about numbers with Bron because he's like a whole video game in my eyes. The impact comes with, like, when did he get his buckets? When did he get his assist? It's all about timing and what impact it actually had on the flow of the game. And it was like, I didn't know to me, and I was wrong for this, but... I didn't feel like he was doing nothing until they put the box score up. And I'm like, he got what? Where'd that come from? Because it wasn't as impactful, impactful, excuse me. It wasn't as impactful to the flow of the game. And then a lot of people was trying to bag on AD. But I look at AD as a two-way player. He was great defensively. He's been great defensively this whole series. Now, offensively, he missed a lot of shots. But a lot of those shots... He was attacking the rim. He was aggressive. So a lot of those shots that he normally makes, they were just, they was rimming out. If he keep that same attack mentality, they'll fall in game three. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. Now, the biggest, the biggest misconception of the Laker team is like, it's our stars and then everybody else has to fill in their roles, which is true. 
but it's a pecking order in every team that you have. So, of course, you start with AD. He's the head of the snake. He will go as far as he goes. Then LeBron, he's our second best player at this stage and age of his career. Number three, who is our number three? Can you really ask yourself that? Who is our number three? It's supposed to be D'Angelo Russell. Lately, it's been Austin Reeves. But Austin Reeves is only a second-year player. Like, let's be honest. As great as he's playing and as great as he looks, it shouldn't be on his shoulders to have to perform every single game at this stage and age of his career. But D'Lo, you're a former All-Star. You've been there. You've been talking that talk. Oh, this is my second chance around with the Lakers. I'm going to redeem myself. You're playing under LeBron and AD now, but you know who you played under when you first got drafted. You know who was here. You know who you originally learned from. I ain't got to say no names. If you know, you know. So you know what the standard is. Like preseason basketball, regular season basketball, that's all well and good. It's the playoffs. If you need a fresh reminder, next time you're warming up for a home game, just look up. Just look up. That's all I want you to do. Because you're going to see two things. You're going to see championship jerseys. I mean, excuse me, retired jerseys and championship banners. Because that's all we hang. I don't care how the season started. I don't care how the season ended. What are you doing for me lately? That's the type of league that we play in right now. Like, what did you do? Okay, you had a good game one after everybody coming for you on the Timberwolves games. And I understood that. I was one of your biggest supporters. That's your former team. You was pressing. You was trying to show that you one of them guys, which I believe you are. In game one, you did good. I'm like, okay, this is the deal we was expecting. And then, and Ja was in game one. So I'm like, okay, D-Lo up against Ja, that's cool. He's showing, he's showing his ass. He's showing it. He's showing that he got that game, right? But then after Ja went down and we knew Tyus Jones was going to be the starter, and Tyus Jones is a great backup. But when you know he was going to be a starter, you should have went at him. Now the grid, they, we got the Grizzlies believing they could beat us with or without Ja, which I don't believe is the case. But that's the perception at this moment. And at this moment, that's all that matters. It's like you got Dylan Brooks hollering what he hollering, coming at Bron, which I'm going to touch on that a little bit later. But... I'm not going to go too far into this episode without mentioning the one person where this makes me sick to my stomach. How do we let Xavier Tillman, out of all people, who is that you might ask? I don't know. Do you? Can somebody tell me? In a basketball sense, he is not a household name. Why is he getting a career high against the Lakers, LeBron AD and the Lakers? Because guess what? Say we do go on to win the championship like I predicted in earlier episodes. This dude will be able to tell his grandkids that he had his playoff career high against this team. Like back in the day, when Allen Iverson got one game up on the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and that was the only game in the playoffs that they lost, that's cool. You can sleep at night knowing that AI got, got the Sixers won. Like, you, but Xavier Tillman? Who, not, not Jaron Jackson Jr., not John Morant, Not Desmond Bain, not even Dylan Brooks, Xavier Tillman. And so I told my brother, I said, bro, there's only one way to stop that. Just the playoffs. You got to put AD on that matchup. He's our best defender. 
You got to put, I mean, you got to put AD on that matchup. It's as simple as that. And you got to shut that down. Because everybody else we done tried, you let Jaron Jackson get his, you let him get his. He's going to get his. Without Ja, it's all right. The numbers look great. I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you look at the box score, it's going to be like, oh, Triple J went off. That's cool. But when you scroll down and it's like, oh, Triple J went off again. But Xavier Timmons got what? I mean, he probably got three times his normal averages. And in one basketball game, that's terrible. That is so fucking terrible. And they like to say that Laker Nation is a family, right? The Lakers organization is a family. Well, we have a term that we like to use. Y'all was out there embarrassing the family. Y'all was y'all was out there embarrassed. Y'all didn't embarrass the family. If Laker Nation is a family, we should feel embarrassed by that showing that we saw from everybody, from the top to the bottom. And we can't blame Dar- Darvin Ham on this one because he he made the adjustments that need to be made. You had players missing wide open shots. And people's like, okay, shots are not going to fall from game to game. I understand that. Probably more than anyone. But guess what? The number one defense they say we got, that they've been bragging about, that's supposed to travel with you. Effort is free. Effort ain't about skill. Effort is about that heart that's beating inside your chest. Do you got it or do you don't? That's that's the number one question when it comes to sports. Either you got it or you don't. And I feel like we got it. At every position, from the starters to the bench, I feel like we got it. But why don't we always show it? And I like to tell people all the time, with the Lakers, you got to understand, this is my, look, mama, I made it moment. Because they can always tell their mama, they can always tell their grandma, they can always tell their kids, their grandkids, that they did something great against the Lakers. Because the allure of the Lakers has been known for a long time and is going to be known long after we're all gone. And once something is in the record books, it's there forever. It don't disappear. It don't go nowhere. Okay, game two happened. But game three, what are you going to do? We back at the crib. What y'all going to do? Y'all going to hold court? Y'all, y'all going to protect our house? You know what I mean? Because we're going to be there. We're going to show up. We're going to be loud. We're going to be proud. If you're not even in the building, we're going to be yelling at the TV. Even though y'all can't hear us, I know y'all can hear us. You know what I mean? Because that was like a... And it's crazy because it was like... Even when we made our run and we got it to six. It was just something in me. I looked at my bro and I'm like, yo. I don't feel excited. I don't feel no emotion. And that's... That's foreign for me. When it comes to my Lakers. Like, especially basketball. Like, when it comes to the Lakers. Like, that's how invested our fans become into our team. Because we feel like when y'all lose, we lose. When we win, y'all win type thing. So you got to stand on it. You got to be able to understand. It's not just one game. Yeah, y'all got game one. And that's crazy because I thought how we came out in game two, I thought that would be our game one. And I was ready to like, okay, LeBron teams don't farewells in games ones because it's always like a, a fill out process. I don't necessarily agree with that because I'm always, hey, from the jump, get him, get him, get him. Because that's what I saw. 
for 20 years. That's what I saw. So it's hard to erase that from your memory. And when you don't see it, what do we do? We draw back to what we're comfortable with. We draw back to what we're used to. But that's what I expect. Because it was like that in the 80s. It was like that with Shaq and Kobe. It was like that with Kobe and Powell. A lot of people used to attack Powell when he first got there because he wasn't strong enough. They caught him soft and all that. But he had somebody to tap into that other side of him. Who's going to tap into what we need to tap into for our team? Is it going to be LeBron? I think it needs to be LeBron because you've been down this road before. You've been to so many finals. You know you know what it takes. Darvin Ham is a rookie coach. Help him out. Lift the team up. I get it. You came out. You want to know who with you, who running with you. You're trying to get players involved. We need you in attack mode, bro. We need you in attack mode. AD was in attack mode, but it wasn't falling. But you got to see that mentality like, okay, my bro is out here. He trying. He trying. They just not falling. All right. Let me get to the rim. Let me get try to get to the free throw line. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter that we can really say like, okay, we started to make a little bit of a comeback and the refs just wasn't going to let it happen. I don't like to blame the referees. So I, it's not that for the whole game. That first half was terrible. We showed a better showing in the second half. But that first half, you could flush that down the toilet. That wasn't Laker basketball. Not of this team. We looked like the team that we started the season with. And then last year's old team. We had all those old players on our team. We have, I think AD and LeBron is our only 30-year-old players. Everybody else is young and spry. And my boy Rui, he backed up his first. He's the only player that played in like he did in game one in game two no he didn't get 29 points but he made timely shots he's not scared of the moment and he feel like i'm just as good as them and i like players like that feel like you got it feel like you got it because belief is where it starts to uh excuse me having belief in yourself is the most important in sports you got to believe in you before anybody else can believe in you and i feel like that's what this team is lacking like, yes, they've barely been together so many games, and then LeBron did miss, like, three weeks. But it's like, once you show me something, I expect it to be on repeat because I know what you're capable of. Once you show me what you're capable of, that's what I expect to see. No excuses. No excuses at all. So, we got two games at home, so we're going to see how this rock. I mean, like I said, I got another situation I want to talk about but I'm a that needs its own little piece in this episode so as far as the game flow and coming out with aggression I feel like we're gonna be able to do that and I got faith in y'all so don't let me down and I I wanted to do this episode purposely because I want to let people know that it's not just about the Lakers victories that I get excited about I'm real passionate about it when we lose too and I really get upset you know what I mean and it ain't just me it's all of Laker Nation Some people like to make excuses for our players, especially the star players, but I ain't one of those dudes. I ain't like that. You know what I mean? This is no disrespect. I don't care. I was rooting after Kobe popped his Achilles and we didn't have no hope when they had my boy Sacre sleeping on the bench. Or, no, it wasn't Sacre. It was Chris Kamen. Chris Kamen. Excuse me. Chris Kamen. Sorry. Chris Kamen was at a game playing for the Lakers, sleep on the bench. That's how bored he was. And we was getting ran that game, too. So, anybody that want to question my fandom, 
hey, you can come sit down with me and we can have a conversation. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like all this that I'm saying, all this venom they going to get from me is warranted. And I wanted to propel them to win. I'm, I'm rooting for y'all. We need that parade that we didn't get because of COVID. We need that. It's the playoffs. You can't tell me that you're going to do. I don't want to hear nobody talking. It's all about actions. Actions speak louder than words, like they say. So, we're going to see how I rock. Game three Saturday, I see what the league doing. They giving Josh some time to get healthy, but it's all right. They're number two. We're number seven. I want y'all to be fully healthy so there is no excuses. Okay, so another thing I wanted to talk about was the LeBron James and Dylan Brooks situation. LeBron, Dylan Brooks done flat out called you out, bro. Like, what you gonna do about that? Like, you're one of the greatest players of all time. And I say one of the greatest because I have my own list. And in my opinion, you are not number one in my eyes. This is no disrespect to you, but this is what I'm talking about. This is when you need to show and prove that you are the GOAT. When somebody, and I get it, you 38, but you still him. You do things periodically to show the world you are not the washed king. You are him. And I'm not asking you for a whole series or a whole playoff run. Because like I said, AD is our main guy. But I need game six, Miami LeBron against Boston to come out for game three. He said... He don't respect nobody because you're old and all that. And we got to see that for the next couple of days on Instagram and Facebook and all the social media sites. Something Dylan Brooks said about you. And I don't want you to come out in no interview or nothing like that and say nothing. Just talk with your game. He told you he's not going to respect you until you get 40. I want you to go get 40. Come out with that aggression and that intensity. Because if you don't. And some people are not going to like this, but if you don't, I don't want to hear nothing about no GOAT debate because we already know Mike would never. Michael Jeffrey Jordan would never. And even though this person is never mentioned as far as like the media goes, I ain't really got to tell y'all. Y'all already know how Kobe Bean Bryant was built. He was built just like MJ. You know what I mean? I don't know if a lot of people know, but there was a story that was told by Gilbert Arenas on a podcast and he told a story of how when MJ was in Washington his last year he played against Cole and Cole was a sneaker free agent at the time so he was wearing like questions he was wearing the Jordans he was trying to figure out where he was gonna go because he wasn't with Adidas at the time and it was a game in Washington where Washington played against the Lakers and Kobe had the Jordan 8 tone I believe and Jordan got the best of them. And at the end of that game, Jordan told him, like, you can wear my shoes all you want, bro, little bro, but you would never feel them. And then Phil Jackson said for the next two weeks, he proceeded not to talk to none of his teammates because that's how mad he was. You know, everybody know Kobe patterned everything about everything after MJ. Excuse me. That was his idol all the way through and through. From the arm sleeves and the armbands to the way he talked and walked and sticking his tongue out when he was getting ready to dunk, everything was MJ. You know, that was his idol. So if he wanted to beat anybody, it was Mike. 
And I say that to say this, like, the next game that the Lakers, I think it was like two weeks later, we played them in Staples. That's that game, that double nickel that Kobe hung on Mike. Take this into retirement with you. I think he had 42 in the first half. Like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Mike only told him that to push a button that he knew only he could push. And he knew how Kobe would respond. We don't know how LeBron will respond to this. We, we literally don't know. He flat out disrespected you. And like I said in the last segment, Laker Nation is like a family. So if he disrespected you, I feel disrespected every time I see it. But I'm telling you, if you don't come out, and it don't got to be 40. But it got to be one of those LeBron aggression games where it's like, okay, LeBron didn't take that disrespect laying down. And we at a point now, you've been with the Lakers, what, this your fourth, fifth year with us? We should already know how you wired, but we can't figure it out game to game, month to month. One minute you cool with everybody, and then one minute you're trying to annihilate everybody. But... And they're wounded. Like I said, he talking about he poked the bear. They're the wounded bear. They're the wounded grizzlies. So you should come in attack mode and kill, kill, kill. And I mean that in a basketball sense. I don't mean that literal. But I'm just saying, like, that's how you need to do it. And if we don't see that, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear no top threes, no top fives. Because even Magic with that smile that he's known for, like... They'll tell you, Magic was a killer. Larry was a killer. I've never heard nobody say that about Bron. And I want that to be the case because you're so supremely talented. And I'm a fan now. You came to my team, I became a fan of yours. I rock your shoes now and all that. Never thought I would, but I do. But you so talented if you just had that switch. And then don't gotta, you don't got to carry it with you. Because like Kobe said, he didn't care. When he strapped on his Mambas, he was like that. When Jordan's is in competition, he liked that. I need you to be like that. He called you out. He didn't just call the team out. He called you out. And I don't need you yelling at him in the third quarter and telling him all this when we, we're down and we're like, we don't have it. And like, at that point, game two was already a wrap. But how are you going to start game three moving forward? Like when it happened a couple years ago with uh, Kevin Durant and Pat Bev. Pat Bev was getting the best of him. Then he had to remind everybody, I'm Kevin bleeping Durant. I'm Kevin fucking Durant. Like, and then he annihilated Pat Bev from that point on. Y'all, everybody was poking the bear. LeBron, you've been poked. You've been poked. Not only by Dylan Brooks, but from us too. Because like I said, we know what we saw for a long time. Two decades, we saw. It's certain people you don't mess with. It's certain people you know not to mess with. Like I was telling somebody, like, I don't know, like, even in the last generation, not even talking about Jordan's generation, just Kobe, like, Ron Artest would never, one of the greatest defenders, Bruce Bowen, like, Rajah Bell, Tony Allen, like, they're some of the greatest defenders, but they never disrespected Kobe like this, ever. The only person that I can know in my mind that actually did it blatantly was Mark Cuban, excuse me, Mark Cuban with that amnesty uh, quote, what happened, amnesty that. That game came right after he said that. When they started using that um, contractual rule, he was like, oh, the Lakers should let Kobe go to create more cap space. They should amnesty Kobe. Kobe went out in kill mode. So, in game three, LeBron, please, bro, 
Come out in kill mode. Show them who you are. Crown yourself again. LeBron that crowned himself against Utah, I want the king to do that. The all-time leading scorer to do that in game three and lead us to that victory. And then after that, AD can take it from there. But I need game three to be yours. Because don't nobody want to hear Dylan Brooks. All he do is talk. He talk about Draymond, now he talking about you. And I don't want to do no podcast episodes and mention the name Dylan Brooks. I want him to go away. So it's up to you to make him go away. Because he done already called you out. I know you're capable of it. I believe in you. I just need to see it. I just need to see that it's there. So that's all I wanted to say on that. Just a little, like I said, a little surprise bonus episode for y'all. Not going to be too long. But always remember, just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lionhearted.